Good morning, everybody. Todd Mustafa filling in for Harold and joining us on the Southwest Air and Heat Hotline is uh, State House Representative from District 55, Nick Archer. Good morning, Nick. Hey, good morning, guys. It's always a pleasure. Um, again, sorry, Mustafa. I, you know I love coming in there and sitting beside you, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm missing you. I'm, I'm just so torn up. But I'm glad <laughs> yeah. you're, you're good. You're good, right? And good morning yeah, to you. Yeah, very well. Good. Good morning. Yes, sir. Well, it's uh, really interesting because uh, you guys had your regular session, a concurrent session, a special session, but that's not enough, according to our governor. So he has called for a special session in October to focus on three issues, tax cuts, budget transparency, and a trigger law. So when you first uh, heard this on, I believe, Monday, what were your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts were we we anticipated something like this to be coming. Um, the governor had said at the end of regular session that he anticipated to to want us to call ourselves or for him to call a special session to deal with taxes. Um, if you guys will recall last oh a few times ago, um, we did talk about some of the proposed tax cuts, some of which had made it through the house um which uh, addressed the um income tax moving that uh, one of those proposals took that to zero over time um there was another one addressing uh grocery taxes and things like that and so ultimately none of those uh, made it to his desk to uh to pass to become law and so uh, it was something that was very important to him. It's the, uh, you know, it's the Republican mantra to cut taxes. And so I think when you look at other states, uh, you know, there there are some successful things. When uh, you always say, if 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 you cut the taxes, then people have more money. It draws more businesses to your state. Um, those kinds of things. I think looking specifically at the call. Article 6, Section 7 of the Oklahoma Constitution um, gives him that authority. Um, And so uh, here we are, ready to go October 3rd. Well, why a special session? Why can't this wait to the next session? Now, that's that's a good question. Yeah, that's we didn't call ourselves. Um, we didn't call ourselves, so that's um, that's on him to decide. Now, uh, I, I don't know why he's why he's pushing that so hard. I think when you look at um, some of the pieces, uh, like the discriminatory trigger, uh, that if a, if a tax is found discriminatory, then it eliminates it for all Oklahomans. Um, it just, you know. It seems like another jab potentially there uh, at some of the, our native tribes and things like that. But I, I don't know why he chose to do it. I don't know why October. Um, I would assume October because of the holidays in November and December. But um, Doesn't he realize it's he, football season? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, fall baseball, all that stuff's going on. How do you feel personally about the grocery uh, in tax in idea as far as what kind of relief we can get there. That's been thrown around quite a bit, and it just seems sure. like we're not 
All right, I'm ready. Yeah, well, when you look at the grocery tax, um, it's it's one of those deals that uh, the the grocery tax specifically is uh, it's one of those it it only applies to fresh goods, and so when you think of it in that nature, um, it doesn't help in every way possible, and it also uh, doesn't help every Oklahoman in the same way. So. It sounds good on paper. In effect, I don't know that it saves everyday Oklahomans a ton of money. Well, and with this special session, uh, you touched on it earlier. uh, One of the three proposals by the governor is to get us on a path to zero income tax. And, you know, I think all of us as conservatives go, yeah, that would be great. Texas doesn't have state income tax. There are uh, nine states uh, total that don't have. However, depending on who you talk to, we're talking about $4 billion to $9 billion in revenue. Is that right, that we would be missing out? Or is that million? Yeah, I believe, it's, um, I believe it's about 22% of the state's uh, state's budget so how do we recoup that hunting and fishing license and car tags won't quite make that up will it no and uh you know that's that is the uh, counterpoint to that is that all of these states um all of the states that have no personal income tax uh they have made up for it in some of those other ways um they've they've specifically got really high property taxes and things like that. And so um, it's going to be hard uh, because states that rely heavily on a specific form of taxation. Um, So I'm trying to think of an example, maybe Alaska with their oil revenue um, or their, their tourism. If you experience a shortfall, if the oil field, uh, you know, with the Biden administration constantly attacking the oil, oil and gas industry, um, but you're heavily reliant on those those taxes, uh, gross production tax, you, you could find yourself in a real bind. And so, while I I do like the idea of cutting taxes, um, I don't know that rushing a special session to try to do it. Um, is actually going to accomplish anything. One of the other topics that he wants to address, and and I'm all on board with this. Once again, I don't know why it's a special session, but budget transparency. And uh, he's uh, proposing that all bills must be made public for at least three days before any action or votes are taken on them. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, that. Um, so I think that that's a. Um, oversight on his part to to try to take some of the power um from the legislature and so you know that uh, that's really the only power that the legislature has is the purse and so um what he's i think effectively what he's trying to say is that um if it's not available to the public, uh, that also gives him veto authority when you think about sessions. Um, and that's really, uh, that's really what he's trying to do. Why, why would it be three days and not, why would you not request five days? For instance, why not the whole week? Well, because if he requests five days, the whole week, 
then the legislature would potentially have the ability to override a veto. Um, <laughs> so it does seem very like power grabby in that sense to me on that one. Um, but again, it's uh, a lot of those bills are online. They're worked on all year round and um, it's all public information and, and those things are available. Uh, it's not like they're, they're hiding in a dungeon somewhere and they're not available to anyone. Well, I guess uh, when I read that, I'm thinking, well, uh, this is directly related to things going on in Congress, like Nancy Pelosi's famous uh, uh, quote about Obamacare. We have to pass it before we know what's in it. <laughs> and you certainly don't want that. Uh, that's that's definitely not the case. Um, you know, all of those bills are, are discussed at length with with the state of Oklahoma, we have uh, single sub single subject legislation. So, when you think about the federal government and passing it to know what's in it, um, and knowing that uh, some of those bills could have, you know, a hundred different things that they're involved in. Um, luckily, our constitution and and the way we do things here in the state of Oklahoma, it's single subject legislation. Uh, so it's it's pretty transparent process as is. And I think, uh, I think that that one specifically is really, you know, just probably potential overreach on the governor. Uh, he's trying to influence how, um, how we do our jobs. And I, I, I don't know that that may not be an overstep of his, uh, executive branch power. Okay. I have a question concerning the reserve. Uh, are we able to establish what the limit is there? It, it seems like every time we get some money, it seems a good time to start giving it away. And I'm not sure whether we have enough reserve to really cover us in the future. And is that adjustable? Two questions there. Yeah. So I don't know specifically, uh, off the top of my head, what, what the limit is. Uh, there is, it grows every year, uh, as I understand it, and so uh, it is limited. But um, you know, it's it's every year it's added by five hundred million dollars or whatever the um, whatever the number that escapes me is. Um, and I do think that there's a lot of look, Mustafa, to redistribute that money. But um, again, like you said, what if? Uh, the different economies collapse within the state. Uh, if things happen, uh, that money will be needed very quickly. That's that's why it's called a rainy day fund. But I don't have uh, an exact answer to your question, sir. Okay, that's that's not a problem. Is it break time yet, Todd? And we come. No, back? we already took okay, our then. break. So okay, we're uh, we're talking with uh, State Rep. Nick Archer on the Southwest Air and Heat Hotline. Uh, back to the special session for just a moment, Representative sure. Archer. Uh, you know. The governor proposed this, I believe, on Monday. Uh, Senator Treat, leader of the Senate, came out yesterday uh, against it. But uh, we haven't heard from Charles McCall. Is he in Scotland with Harold, or uh, why? I'm shocked that he hasn't said anything about this yet. Uh, he is. Uh, he's reached out to us, and um, we've been in contact there. Um, many of the legislators on the House side. Um, I know, I know, similar to um, what the pro tem in the Senate said, uh, Mr. Treat, when he said, you know, it, it seemed like a bad day uh, 
to to try to press release and to do these things on nine eleven. Um, yeah, I believe that's why uh, our leader, Speaker McCall, uh, hadn't addressed any of that. I I think today you will likely see a press conference from uh, Treat and potentially uh, Speaker McCall as well. Um, if not, uh, I would I would think for sure you'll see a press conference from the Senate and. Uh, at least a written uh, response from the Speaker of the House today. So if this special session happens, uh, how long potentially could it take? Because I find it hard to believe we're going to get an agreement on an income tax reduction, at least a major one, in a short amount of time. I mean, you don't want to haggle on this till the end of the year, do you? I, I don't specifically, but <laughs> um, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not uh, in charge. But um, the, just to kind of go over how I think the special session would work, I think um, I think we will get called in uh, on October 3rd. I think um, we'll, we'll discuss the topics, those kinds of things. Um, and then I would anticipate that they will adjourn us uh, as far as floor work until a call of the chair. It would probably, uh, just just thinking out loud, knowing that there are some of these bills um, which are already kind of out there, which have already passed some of the chamber, you know, either the House or the Senate, knowing that they're there, uh, maybe two weeks or so um, to go through some of that and then They'll call us back uh, and really start the process, and that process is probably um, another week, if I was guessing. Now, can you actually, and, and this is where I'm always confused, who has the authority to limit what it's about? Because the governor is proposing it's only about these three items. However, in a special session, uh, who makes that decision? Uh, do the Senate and House get to say, well, we actually want to deal with these issues instead or on top of? Um, well, since the governor has called us, so uh, the governor can make that call. Uh, Speaker McCall can also make that call. Um and pro tem treat can also make that call. So uh, whoever makes that call, as I understand it, and uh, I apologize for not knowing the full ins and out yet. I'm still relatively new up there. Um, but as I understand that, the uh, whoever makes the call sets the tone, if you will, for that. Gotcha. And so when that call is made to address taxes, that sets um what can be discussed. And since this specific call for October 3rd was made by the governor, um, that's where the parameters are set. Well, how do we feel about next session? Not the this session, but next term. I'm, I'm bad on my nomenclature here, but when you guys come back to, to work, what's going to be hot? And do you see anything, is one question, do you see anything that resembles... Uh, being civil with each other well i sure hope so um i do think uh as far as the chambers being civil i think that that's uh definitely going to happen i think there's going to be a lot of push um for for various pieces of legislation that's uh 
Senator Tree and Speaker McCall's last year in session. So I think they're going to try to get things done potentially that haven't been done um, over their 12 years, Things, some things that may have been harder. Um, when you look at what's hot, I think probably um, the, the nurse practitioners gets brought up again. Um, and what that bill effectively does is it gives nurse practitioners in the state uh, the same authority as doctors. Um, bills of that nature have floated around a few times and have not been successful over the last few years. But I think um, I think there's a strong argument for rural Oklahoma that it helps. Um, but I also understand the counter argument of the doctors uh, in that it's not the same schooling. Um, but I would anticipate the nurse practitioners to come back. I would anticipate. I know there were several tax bills which people were already working on at this time. Um, so whether those dissolve uh, or come back next session, I think will be something. I myself had been working on a tax bill, um, which instead of eliminating taxes would uh, would take potentially uh, half of that, uh, half of a percent there to. Um, create what would be uh, the community investment fund, uh, which would be similar to what Weatherford and Elk City had done with their MAPS Now programs or Oklahoma City, um, to start dumping some of that money in where communities could have the uh, state pool of money for quality of life projects. Um, I've also been working on a um, trying a bill that would give us the ability to have uh, primacy uh, for class six injection wells. Um, that's something that right now the, the federal government is under control of and that if we could, uh, there are only two states which have primacy at this time. And so that's kind of my focus and that's probably the broader thing uh, if that answers your question. Myself. It does very could, well. Could you carry a bill for me next session? <laughs> I, I want to prohibit. Well, it well, it's very important. I think it's topical uh, that it uh, basically bans uh, drag queens from being principals at elementary schools. Would that be possible? Uh, I don't think I'm your guy uh, to run that bill. Um, yeah, you got enough on your plan. I'll, I'll get Cindy Munson to carry that one for me. Yeah, good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, I think that would be good. Uh, Nick, okay. as always, man, really appreciate uh, the time visiting with you. And, uh, man, you've done a great job out there getting your feet wet, learning the ins and outs. Uh, uh, hopefully you found your parking place by now, right? Nobody's been trying to yeah. squat in that Todd Russ or anything, accidentally parking in your spot. No, not recently. Um, yeah, you know, I do see I do see him from time to time there on the second floor. But uh, luckily, being a new guy, our parking spots are out in the middle of nowhere. So uh, <laughs> he, he's got well, a closer one anyway. You know, for a guy that's actually traveled out of the country on our behalf, you wouldn't even have a parking place. That's kind of hard to phantom. So I'm sure you're well, probably in just, the garage. Probably. No, it's uh, it's it's out by. It's out by Lincoln. It's, it's quite a walk. Seniority takes a while for parking. Uh, Representative Nick Archer, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and enjoy the rest of your uh, few weeks off before you're back in special session. Yes, sir. I'm about to head to Little Rock uh, with the Energy Council. So um, that's a 14 yes. member states and two Canadian provinces. So oh, wow. I'm going to represent the state there uh, in Little 
Arkansas. Great. Thanks for having me on, and I apologize for not being uh, no, in the, uh, live on air with you guys. No apologies necessary. You're still live on air. It's just yes. uh, via technology on the phone. And, hey, if we can talk to a guy in Scotland live, we can certainly talk to you back home. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.